Thursday morning, Steve Vines in the house. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. And, and I come with good news. Oh, dear. It's now officially confirmed. Hong Kong people are stupid. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. It's confirmed. Uh, it, uh, and, and I hear this from no less a person than the Chief Executive for Administration, The Matthew Chief Executive, so he's doing both the, the, jobs. The Chief Secretary, yes. In fact, he was doing both yes. jobs, yeah. Yes. Well, he was that day. He, exactly. was, he was standing Acting. in. Because Carrie was, oh, that's right, across the border because she it wasn't one of her days for visiting hong kong <laughs> so he, he gets a lot of these acting jobs and it, it, you know what happens i mean it, <laughs> it, you've got to laugh about this this is completely irrelevant to what i'm going to say so of course i'll say it they, they actually calculate the days that he's acting not just him i mean whoever does these sort of things yeah the days they're acting up as it's called <laughs> they get paid i love that acting up they get paid the the extra for being you know sort of temporary chief executive or temporary um uh principal you know pencil collector or whatever it is <laughs> so i mean i think i think matthew churn's going hey carrie keep going across that border the old bank account's looking pretty good that isn't actually what i was hoping to talk about what i was hoping to talk about was his um immediate response to this very big demonstration mm -hmm. um on Sunday, in protest against the new extradition laws, these are the laws, if you remember, are supposed to plug a, a loophole, which doesn't exist, um, because the government doesn't actually want to plug a loophole. What they want to do is to find a way of being able to uh, render, because you don't extradite in, in, in the same jurisdiction, in the same country. You want to render people across the border so they can face charges. And obviously, we know what sort of charges they want to have people schlepped across the border for. These are very often matters that are not illegal in Hong Kong. For example, criticising the Communist Party, etc., etc. So, people are very worried about this law. The business community suddenly got animated when they realised that people that they doing too business, could get nicked. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and they thought, oh, wait a minute, well, this is for this is for the, the common people. How, how come we're included in this? So they went off and spoke to Carrie, and she said, oh, here's a couple of amendments. But what happened when they made amendments? This legislation it underlined its arbitrary nature, because if you could suddenly, you know, knock out six or seven grounds for extradition out of literally literally hundreds then it does occur to people there is something very arbitrary about this mm -hmm. anyway anyway but i want to just talk about matthew jones so matthew jones says well you know yes it was there were quite a lot of people out there according to the police there were six but according to other estimates it was slightly higher um and the people were there because they just don't understand it they just don't understand. I'm really sorry. I wish they did. They're so effing stupid. Let them eat noodles. <laughs> yes, those would be the fried ones. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so that was sort of bad enough. And then the following day, um, Carrie herself, because she actually does. I've got a strange, strange. I have got to stress this. She does actually come back occasionally from the mainland he, he to visit to bear Hong Kong. the bad news though doesn't yeah. he yeah you noticed well that? that's because he's here a lot send him in <laughs> it's because he's here a lot and she isn't these days anyway she comes back and the first thing she says is oh i can't talk to the opposition about this extradition law uh because um well, because they'll want me to change it and we can't have that but you know if they have any amendments which they think should be made to the law the place to do that is in legco i'm just thinking Oh yes, is this the same 
Carrie Lamb, who last week was saying the job of LegCo is to get this law on the books. We don't want to effing have discussions every two minutes yeah. about what's in the bill. There's a lot of urgency. Don't bloody, you know, sit there get picking on with holes it. Get in on it. With get it. on with it. So on the one hand, she's saying, you know, they, 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 there's, it's so urgent that it's got to be done yesterday. On the other, on the other hand, she's saying, oh, well, you know, if they want to discuss it, that's all perfectly right. Well, Carrie, sort yourself out. Which is the story? Is it that they've got to get on with it or is it that they've got to spend more time discussing it? I, I'm confused. Mm. Well, mind you, that's not a new state of affairs, but I, I am definitely confused. Is it the thing that when you... I mean, it's very unfortunate. Maybe something was lost in translation or in the heat of the moment, but calling people thick when you think that... when you don't agree with what they've done isn't yeah, really isn't, isn't, very good, Well, is you know, I mean, here we come back to the one of the many basic problems with having unelected governments, because, of course, when you've never faced an election, you've never actually faced people trying to get their vote... Your, your inclination is, oh, well, we know everything. You're the great unwash. What do you know? You've never been in government. How do you know anything? Mm. But whereas, you know, politicians may well think that, and a lot of them do, but they're far too smart <laughs> rather to say it because they know that these are the people who can actually elect them or, or, or decide that they don't want their services anymore. Let's talk about this protest. <laughs> Let's talk about this march. It was... It was pretty big. Sizable. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it, was, it, not, it was at least yeah. 100,000 people. I mean, it's very interesting. What is this business with the police estimates? <laughs> I mean, this was a march that took something like three to four hours to get from Causeway Bay to Admiralty. If it takes that long, it's completely inconceivable that it should only consist of 20-odd thousand people, which is the police estimate. On the other hand, you say, well, why is there a police estimate? I mean, what is, other than political reasons to um, under under uh, emphasise the size of these demonstrations, what is the possible reason? Why do you need that? And they say, and this covers everything, oh, well, we, we make an estimate of the March numbers for operational reasons. Well, it's like saying, uh, we have a weather forecast, so we know what the weather's going to be. Um, no, you don't. I mean, the operational reasons are while you're there, you may want to know how many uh, members of the force you need to deploy to look after this event. But, you know, afterwards, because here's, here's, here's the key, and I'm going to explain this in technical terms. After the march is finished, uh, there's nobody there anymore. Therefore, you don't police a thing that's already happened. Anyway, that's a bit of a side issue. And we've, we've also got... Can I, can I throw in a, something? You'll love this. You'll love this. I talk to a fellow in Australia every Tuesday. He's into what's called business futurism. He's just speculating there's that and the other. Morris. Morris alerted me to this story with some blokes from Israel, hmm. and they have found a way to baffle facial recognition. And it's so simple, it's outrageous. You have a couple of other people's f heads on your T-shirt. And the thing looks up and it looks down and, and it looks, can't work. And it's that simple, according to this article. Well, we better tell some Uyghurs that. A couple of headshots on your T-shirt and yeah. the thing goes apoplectic. That's quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, it's a very technologically advanced country, that Israel. Yeah, they are, certainly. Anyway, uh, and we've got, we've got an email here from, from John. He says, just when everybody thought Hong Kong was protested out after Occupy and activists have been demoralised after the sentencing of the uh, Umbrella Movement leaders, upwards of 100,000 people took to the streets on Sunday to protest against the new extradition law. The fortuitous, gosh that's a long word, coincidence of sensitive anniversaries coming up presents the Democrats with a rare chance to sustain the momentum should they be sufficiently savvy. Next Saturday is the centennial of the May 4th movement, yeah. the 30th anniversary of the 
June 4 massacre is five weeks ago and the annual July 1 march less than three weeks later. No wonder the pro-establishment parties feel the sense of urgency to get this law, that's the extradition law on the books, as soon as possible before it goes the way of Article 23 in 2003. And what he's talking about in 2003, of course, is even bigger demonstrations that thwarted the attempts of the then um, Tung Chi Wa government to enact these anti-subversion this very draconian is this, anti- similar, is this cousin of the, the, well the I think it is, I, I think that's yes I mean the 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 uh, anti-subversion legislation is more catch-all but this is actually even more ominous in the sense that you're you're basically saying look if you do anything here that the mainland authorities don't like even though it's perfectly legal here we'll have you Mm. We're, we'll have you across the border. You can then go into a court of uh, law in, in, in the mainland. Oh, and by the way, our courts of law know how to behave. Everyone who appears in front of the beak gets convicted. It's kind of simple. We don't have any of this stupid, you know, let's see if they're guilty or not. No, they're guilty as soon as they appear in the box. Phew, thank goodness for that. The, the anti-subversion legislation, at least, at least, we're talking about 2003, it's a long time ago, um, envisaged mm. these people being tried within the Hong Kong judicial system, which we cling to with some tenacity as having a, a degree of independence, certainly a higher degree of independence than that which exists over the border. So, I mean, he's got a good point, John. There are all these anniversaries coming up. I think that um, on the extradition thing, if the government is... His only default position is, you're stupid, we don't want to listen to you. you unfortunate, that it, That's <laughs> going to be a bit unfortunate, and it doesn't diminish public unease. And it certainly doesn't diminish public unease when the defenders of the system... I mean, I couldn't Adam and Eve this. The defender of the system started saying that people should remain lameless, but let's pluck out a name at random, the former Justice Secretary, Elsie Lunches. What these people don't understand is the massive improvements that have been made in the Chinese judicial system. But this is chalk and oranges, well, which you're gonna, just about I, I, to say. I, I was <laughs> going to say, give me a list. Give me a list, Elsie, because those improvements, other than the fact that they've got computers in the courts, those improvements are not evident to people seeking justice. How many times over the years have you heard, yes, but you don't understand, China's come a long way. Yeah, this does seem to be that a, is the line, quite isn't common, it? isn't that it? That is the yeah. line. And then they say, and this is the real, literally killer argument, well, I don't know, if people haven't done anything wrong, they've got nothing to be afraid of. Well, you know, that's absolutely true you know if you don't want to do the time don't do the crime but what they're saying here is something entirely different things that ain't no crime here in hong kong are crimes might be <laughs> over over the border so you know it, it it really isn't a case if you ain't done nothing wrong you've got nothing to afraid to be afraid of what the reality is if you've done nothing wrong in hong kong you've got something seriously to be afraid of because it can be classed as being wrong in the other jurisdiction where there is no judicial independence. I mean, gosh, and if how you have, complicated is that? And if you have links through your business <coughs> yeah, with companies, whatever, government in China, well, let's, let's flip let, a coin. Let's say whether your, you're pro let's say or your not. government, and we'll take an, a, a, an example completely at random, but let's say your government, say a Canadian government, for example, has arrested a Chinese citizen, and you happen to be a Canadian um, in, in the mainland, it's a 
open and shut case. Guilty of possession of Canadian passport, likely to be detained. I think the word's out on that one. Yes. Well, that, but, you know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, incidentally, those, um, the Canadians who've been um, arrested haven't actually been charged. They're, they're, they're still detained without charge and without free access to legal representation. I want Just to in case. You, 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 you wanted to investigate how far the judicial process has improved on the mainland. Thank you, Elsie, for that advice. Quick visit to the UK. Interesting bit of news. The, UA, the UK Defence Minister has been fired over a Huawei leak. And, of course, I mean, people, as people are saying, well, instead of going for the whistleblower, why don't you look well, at what he's talking about? Explain this one to us. I don't know. I mean, what he's been fired for... Incidentally, he claims he, he isn't the source of the leak. Of course he does. Is, is, is leaking. I mean, this is very, very... I can't overemphasise. It's very serious stuff. If you leak the the contents of a security... Um, but this issue, Steve, this particular... No, no, yeah. but, but the point is, what they're worried about is the principle, and they're quite right. If you can't... If you cannot... I'm sorry. If you cannot discuss at the highest levels of government, the nation's security, without a fear that someone will blab for political reasons of their own to the press. You're in absolute deepest of doo-doo. I mean, I, I'm very pleased to hear that the action has been taken so rapidly and so decisively because then, it's a very serious <laughs> issue. Yeah. Then we come to what they were talking about. And this, what a mess. What a mess Britain is in. I mean, excuse me, that's not breaking news. But, but you know, this desperateness to suck up to China because they're so worried that after the disaster of Brexit uh, is or isn't enacted, there won't be anybody doing trade with Britain. So we better, you know, make nice to China and see if that will help us out. Ooh, good luck with that. Three and the cure. Still in with Steve Vines, it's 22 minutes to 11. Well, talking about Gaga, as we were... Um, would you add or leave it? This, this, this. I'm sorry, I'm almost speechless because it's so, so ridiculous. Do you remember after the budget, <coughs> there was so much fuss because of the way that um, Mr. Scrooge and friends, i.e., the financial secretary, had found new ways of screwing people who have less money. So they instantly announced, oh, tell, 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 tell you what, we're going to give a handout. They love these handouts. They're, they're, they're congenitally, congenitally scared of having a proper social welfare policy, so they rely on these one-off handouts. But this one is even more cack-handed than the last ones. So what they say is, you can get 4000 bucks, free and for nothing, as long as um, you don't own a property or <laughs> you... Um, I can't remember the other qualification. Anyway... You, you you can get four thousand bucks. Yeah, you got to apply for it because my God, wouldn't it be better if you just gave people money in a simple way? But no, no, no. You've got to set up a bureaucracy to apply for it. So three point two million people have applied for four thousand dollars. What a surprise! It's only four thousand dollars. <laughs> it's only four thousand dollars. Yet three point two million people are there. The poor old um, uh, uh, people who are administering it say, oh, well, you know, even though they've hired... I mean, this scheme is almost unbelievably stupid. They've had to hire 700 people to administer the scheme, right. but they're completely overwhelmed. So, as matters stand, only 2% of the people who have applied have actually got the cash. Job done. The unions are saying, no, no, we need um, far more people than that. Uh, we'll need to hire... 
I don't know, um, they're saying, you know, at least a thousand to be able to cope with this. Already administering the scheme is costing $330 million. That's not giving the money back. That's just for administration. No, 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 no. So that figure can go up. <laughs> Um, if everybody who applied for the scheme gets it, it will involve $12.8 billion worth of um, folding notes going out of the Treasury. Excuse me, folks, why don't you, first of all, if you're going to do these one-offs, make it simple, don't involve a great big bureaucracy, number one, but tell you what, why not actually get a social security safety net that works rather than you, these ludicrous one-offs honestly i mean even to a poor person four thousand dollars isn't going to be life-changing it's going to be helpful if you've got practically nothing in the bank i do understand that four thousand dollars is a, a lot better than no dollars but you know really they've got all this money why not use it in an adult and sensible systematic way where you don't have to hire people on a one-off basis you don't have to disappoint people who've applied for the scheme etc 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 i mean only a bureaucrat could have devised this scheme it isn't helpful it doesn't achieve any objective it's a little sop to the people who are complaining about the budget it's not meaningful and it's an enormous waste of public resources in case you wondered. I'm just waiting for you to say, you can eat well for less. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, they're only poor because they're feckless. I, I just want to but add that. They always that. forget the how paragraph on these things. Yeah. They, well, it's the Seem how. to. They seem to. And, and you know, I mean, it's gesture. It's, ge it's government by gesture, but it's not even good gesture. You know, you you think, well, you know, this should be nice and simple. You want to dish out money. There must be an easy way of doing it. Well, the only easy way of doing it is dish it out to everyone. We've seen that happen before. Whenever there are funds, though, Steve, nobody seems to get any of it. I mean, am I making that up? Well, nobody's getting Domestic this. Domestic I mean, helper funds, the if, mega if, sport fund, the this fund. I mean, I keep being told, and, and wearing my other hat, I, I, I actually know something about this. Gosh. Go on, who, who think anybody speak on the radio about a subject that you know about? But they have all these sort of schemes for medium and small-sized businesses, yeah. SMEs. Well, most of them go on the Belton Road, mm -hmm. but, you know, there's even some that don't go on the Belton Road. And um, if you want to apply for one of these, it's a loan or a technology support or an employ a one-legged student. <laughs> You've got to employ somebody to fill in the forms to get to it. Because they're difficult. They're just endless, endless. And then you've got to see some gussy, snotty little person with a clipboard. Uh, you, you know, I mean, a lot of people take the attitude I do. <sighs> Let's just not bother. See, that's the point. Yeah, well, maybe maybe it's absolutely brilliant government. So you announce oh, the scheme and you say, we've got lots of schemes. We've got schemes for this, schemes for that. Um, but, but, you know, it's all right. Nobody's going to spend any money because nobody's going to apply. So it's, it's kind of safe. It's, it's all right. I'm not criticising mm. them. I think it's brilliant in its own way. I'd forgotten about this four grand thing. And, yeah. th and there's the rub. Well, <laughs> many, many people, people had. had. <laughs> many people had. I mean, the only reason it popped back into the news is because the unions are saying that, that such has been the pressure on the frontline staff for administering it that, that 20 have already quit and they can't just cannot handle it and the government is saying bah, 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 bah. Or, or, or worse to that effect or, or maybe it's in the words of matthew Chung, we're too stupid to understand what's going on i suppose that's the answer we're all too stupid matthew well, I, I you you know what you're doing but we don't i suppose we could link this into another headline from uh, 
Ah, uh, guys, it says thousands march to demand better work conditions, so well, labour. I mean, here you go. What they're asking for, um, one of the main demands of these May Day marches is that there should be standard standardised working hours. And the government response is, well, we can't do that because there's no consensus on it. <sighs> Give me a break. There's no consensus on more or less everything. So that's what you're supposed to be doing as a government, is either forging a consensus or getting on with it, just saying, look, you know, it is a problem. Shall we fix it or shan't we fix it? You know, the, the employers' organisations are never going to agree to this. The unions are going to carry on pressing for it. So if you want to avoid doing anything, you do what the government does and you say forever, oh, there's no consensus. You see, that's I'd, interesting. I'd that have word, to do something. It? it doesn't tend to come with a time limit, consensus. No, consensus, that's the whole point. Yeah. You know, we ain't got no consensus. Should we, should we bung in another little quickie at? Go on then. Which is... Um, I have to say this is this is a bit uh, interesting so you had um in, in fact this is something john referred to in in his email is the anniversary of the um may 4th movement which is which is the famous student protest from 1919 which are now being rewritten in history by the chinese communist party as being a patriotic protest against foreigners but they were that was part of that protest. That that actually happens to be true. But when Deng Xiaoping gave his um, speech to students, to young people last week, he completely changed... Oh, sorry, I said Deng Xiaoping. I've got Deng Xiaoping on the brain. I mean Xi Jinping. Sorry about that. Apologies all round. Uh, when Xi Jinping gave his address to the youth Steve last Hines, week... reporter, time traveller. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Doctor Who. Yes, let's live in the past. It's so much nicer than the present. The Xi Jinping said to the students, uh, you know, the main message of the... Um, of the May 4th movement is that you should love the country, follow the Communist Party, and listen to the Communist Party. Actually, what it was was a mass protest. Uh, they're not allowed anymore. Mm. against authoritarian government. Gosh, they're not allowed anymore. 